0: Before Paul Early, and this is the pre-W Smith show on 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back. Good morning. Listen, news just in: Hurricane Ian now strengthens to a Category Four hurricane as it approaches Florida. Expecting a really strong storm surge there. We'll keep an eye on it. Ugh. We have to deal with uh, snow days here in Michigan, dealing with a hurricane is a whole other thing, 140-mile-an-hour winds, as I said, 12-foot storm surges, dangerous stuff, many being evacuated, and I don't know. And it seems that these hurricanes are just increasing, both in the number of hurricanes every year as well as their strength related to, probably related to climate change. So um, Florida dealing with another hurricane and, of course, everything that happens on the back end from, you know, threat to human life, but beyond that, just the damage and the cost, the cost to everyone of putting things back together. Okay, well, listen, we've got issues here in Michigan, too. One of those issues is education in the rural areas of the state of Michigan. Now, on the one hand, it sounds like, okay, all right, but the rural school districts cover 88% of our state. From a landmass standpoint, most of the state of Michigan Is in a rural school district now clearly population not as significant so we've got fewer students going to school in those areas but nonetheless this is something that needs to be paid attention to And new study highlights the challenges the uniquenesses there's extra costs for busing harder to get teachers in some cases to go to those schools well covering it all for us right here on the pre W Smith show is Kobe Levin he's a reporter for Chuck beat Detroit covering education, and he's bringing the story to us. Kobe, tell us about this.
1: Sure. So researchers at Michigan State University spent several years talking to superintendents of rural school districts across Michigan, and they wanted to know what challenges these superintendents were facing that were specific to rural schools. So they came away with a sense that there are challenges in rural communities that the state has not focused on adequately, as the researchers say. They found that superintendents feel uh, sort of pushed to the side of state and education policy discussions. Even though they cover most of the state, they enroll a good chunk of Michigan students. And, of course, rural students, just as much as any student in our state, are entitled to an excellent education.
0: Okay, so let's review what some of those things are. Love to know.
1: Sure. So... At the top of the list for many superintendents is transportation costs. These districts often have very sparse populations, but they're very large. They cover the vast majority of Michigan's land area. So that means they're sending buses hundreds of miles a day, potentially, to pick up students and bring them in to get their education, especially with gas prices going up. The costs there are just really high. And the researchers note that for a handful of particularly remote districts, transportation costs begin to really (laughs) take up an incredible amount of their school budget. I mean, we're talking about like a quarter of their school budget, which is unthinkable in other parts of the state. Superintendents were also really concerned about broadband connectivity. A lot of rural communities, like a handful of urban communities as well, have really limited broadband access, and these days that makes it pretty difficult for them to get a comparable education to their peers in other parts of the state. And then finally, superintendents were concerned about funding levels. Basically, they felt that they're dealing with additional costs, transportation being one of them, that are just not accounted for in the way Michigan funds schools right now.
0: And so, what is or what can, if not yet, being done about it? What can or what is or what should be done about it?
1: Sure. So, the researchers here have a number of suggestions. It does start with funding for them The state currently has a small program, it's about $9 million, in the scope of a a $15 billion budget that's designed to offset some of the transportation costs for remote districts. The Researchers called that poorly calibrated and inadequate, so they'd like to see a change there. They also would like to see state policymakers focus on encouraging further cooperation in rural communities so they can pool their resources and make the best of educational opportunities available to rural students. And there's just a sense that the state could do more to bring rural folks into the conversation about education. The researcher I spoke with, Dr. David Arson, said, you know, that the conversation about schools for 20 years, for more than that, has really focused on urban education and the challenges there. He said, hey, you know, he, even he has been a guilty party in focusing on urban schools. And part of the result of that is that policymakers uh, have just lost sight of some of the particular challenges facing rural schools. And maybe that that conversation has died out in a way that really hurts rural students.
0: And certainly, we all want equal education comparable, equivalent educational opportunities for all. Is there a sense that now there's greater focus on this, there's now a report, there's recommendations, we're beginning to start to see some funds being allocated and so on. Is there hope that we can address this reasonably, quickly and effectively?
1: Sure. So there's a number of of reasons to be hopeful. The first is that school budgets in general are in a strong place right now. The state's brought in a lot of tax revenue. Sales tax income has been up. There's been the federal aid. A recent federal bill may address some of the broadband issues in the state. There's money coming to Michigan for that. So some help is on the way. The researchers are hoping for a sort of a deeper conversation, more engagement with state policymakers, with rural superintendents and rural communities. So it remains to be seen if that will happen. But that is certainly the goal here, is to to kind of bring these folks back into the conversation. I had a really interesting conversation with uh, someone who does advocacy for rural schools across the country. And he said, you know, we used to have a chapter in Michigan and it died out. Those rural superintendents have just been stretched really thin. I talked to a superintendent who was talking about doing double and triple duty in rural districts. He's the athletic director, substituting in classes, doing regular superintendent duties. And so, uh, you know, those are the folks that would sustain advocacy in Lansing normally, and they just haven't been able to keep it up. So, you know, it's really an open question whether that voice for rural schools will reemerge in Michigan.
0: Well, we hope that it does. Certainly, I think, too, in light of this post-pandemic era, a lot of people moved out of urban areas into suburban and even rural areas as a choice for, you know, a lifestyle choice. And uh education is going to be a key factor if you can't have you can't have your children get an equivalent education in those settings certainly not going to stick there very long may not go there at all now is a choice so really uh, really important as the population grows in rural areas this will become more and more and more important
1: that's right superintendents, talked with researchers about uh, in, in particular communities where you've seen more retirees, more families that have taken advantage of remote work to move to places that are you know, maybe really scenic, have tremendous natural resources in the northern parts of Michigan in particular. And the question for superintendents is whether the newcomers will be invested in schools. In some cases, these folks have families, but in many cases, they're older and we, we talked about retirees and um, communities. Rural communities, in, in particular, tend to be really, really invested in their schools. And that was, that's a theme in, in the researchers' discussions with superintendents. So the question is, as some of those places see influx of new residents, will those folks be as committed to the school system, as committed to paying taxes to support that?
0: Beautiful. Right on. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Kobe Levin, reporter for Chalkbeat Detroit. Thank you for being on with us today. We appreciate an important issue. We're going to head to a break. Back with more in a minute, right here on the Pre W. Smith Show.